subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy Chuck and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. So 28 years old is where Alex Collins' life ended on Sunday night in Florida, kind of near Fort Lauderdale. Uh, Tommy, I was looking kind of at the map this morning. I've been over kind of where he was, that area, but uh, there's been a lot of people, again, his teammates, got fans, countless fans, former coaches. You brought up an, I mean, an excellent point. Sam Pittman and Dan Enos were on yeah. staff when he was yeah. here, and, and Dan was here in 2015 when they and when him and Sam were both here, and then in 2014 and I think 13, Sam Pittman was here as well. Well, and I promise you there's someone listening this morning that went to the catfish hole and ate and saw Alex because he worked there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, there, there's countless interactions that you know fans and listeners probably had with him as well. I mean, most of us know him from watching him as a Razorback, watching him run the football, watching him create memorable moments like the 4th and 25 and the Henry Heave at, at Ole Miss. So, I mean, he's he's probably not your, you know, and, and listen, when, when someone's life is being talked about in this way following just a tragic loss and a tragic death, you, you hate to come back to stats and seasons, but in, in comparing his, his career versus Darren McFadden's or Felix Jones or... Ben Cowens or someone of that nature, but you know, when you look at the stats, I think he's what number three. I looked it, looked it up. I think he's number three all time in rushing and career yards. He had three one thousand yard seasons. He's in the conversation amongst mm-hmm. the greatest running backs ever at Arkansas. And that's not just canonizing someone in depth. That that's the quality of of a player he was. Yeah, he again ran for over thirty seven hundred yards, thirty six touchdowns, had ten plus one hundred yard games. And you mentioned the stat; it's an elite category when you find yourself in the the status of Herschel Walker and Darren McFadden, which are the only three running backs in the Southeastern Conference to run for a thousand yards each their freshman, sophomore, and junior year. Again, Herschel Walker. Darren McFadden, Alex Collins, the only guys to do it. And again, those are football. You mentioned the football side of things. This is a, a kid on campus that came in like myself as a freshman in 2013, immediately liked. He didn't ever meet a person, male or female, that didn't become his friend instantaneously. He had many interactions with students across campus. It was just a, he was a guy that was really liked here yeah. in Fayetteville. I knew I liked Alex whenever his mom didn't want him to go here. And he went against her wishes. Did it, She did. It, she went to great lengths to keep him to go yeah. here. Yeah. And, I mean, that's all it took for me. And, again, I told you all earlier, I got to see him in that Liberty Bowl in Memphis. And, man, he had a great game. His last game as a Razorback went out strong. It was it was awesome to watch. Carved up Bill Snyder's defense that day. Brett Bielma's, again, mentor at one point in time. And Alex... Like you said, he he started strong as a true freshman, and he sure finished strong. And 
He had success at points in his NFL career with the Ravens and and Seahawks. And I saw, like, not, of course, Razorback fans are heartbroken this morning, but I saw so many different fans in the National Football League out of Seattle, out of Baltimore, and and various other places that were like, man, I I love that guy. And it wasn't just the interactions he had in college, Tommy. It was also his pro playing career as well that he shared many, many different gestures throughout his time. 10 o'clock last night. Here's what Brett Bielema posted on X or Twitter or whatever we're supposed to call this. From a high school visit with his coach, Doug Gatewood, to our journey in Arkansas, to the Seahawks on draft night, and the move to Baltimore, he touched so many lives. I'm glad I got to know that smile and loving soul. Thank you for always loving my family and always being you. I love you, AC. Brett Bielema last night. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Brett Bielema, Justin texted in from the Delft this morning talking about when Alex did the Lambo leap in Little Rock as he texted on the McClarty Daniel hotline. I remember that one. Of course, he scored and then went up and jumped into the stands. Yeah. He got a little, like, he got rebuked a little bit for yeah, that. He got a, I think he got a 15 yard penalty, if I remember right, for that. Yeah. So, so uh, it was, uh, that was a, a entertaining. I remember that's a good text in, Justin. Again, feel free to text. Throughout the morning, it isn't just, and we had several when this, unfortunately, this similar thing happened to Ryan and same thing with Charles. Uh, we've had several people on our McClarty Daniel Highlight text in about stuff off the field. I, I guarantee you that as many of you remember the encounters and interactions that you had off the field with Alex and for, for his family, who I'm assuming without 100% knowledge that they're still down in Florida, I know they're heartbroken this morning. And again, 28 years old, he didn't even... He didn't have 30. You were mentioning, what, 12 days out from I saw from 29 or something like that? I think it was Otis Kirk or someone posted. Yeah, he was just days away from his from his next his, birthday. His birthday. I mean, he didn't even, again, make it like to his uh, birthday that was right around the corner. So I I can't imagine what that family is, is grieving at this point in time. And I know for, for Jonathan Williams, for Drew Morgan, for, for Keon Hatcher, Jared Cornelius, and... Bray Cook and the countless other Razorbacks that were a part of those football teams and were teammates with him. Brooks Ellis, the list goes on and on. He just, they're they're heartbroken this morning. Yeah. Our buddy Brett Brundage uh, over at Fish City Grill was talking about, you know, his first interactions with him and how he always was so kind to his kids. And he'd come into to Fish City even after he'd left Arkansas and eat and check on the family and uh, would text and, and, mm-hmm. uh, I know Brett's gotten to know some of those players because they feed the team a lot. And he was talking about Alex was really one of the first when they started taking food to the team, you know, and catering to the team that um, one of the first players that really developed a relationship with him. And I know Chuck made this point about Ryan and Alex had a similar um, kind of uh, not advantage, but a similar stance. True freshmen, a lot of times, when they walk into a locker room or they walk into a a place where you interact with fans, they're a little more cautious, they're a little more tempered. Alex was not that way. Alex was able to walk into a room and become friends and quote-unquote family with all the Razorback fans that he encountered. And again, this was a a guy that you got to afford. that was a top 15 player in the country. Razorback fans were ecstatic to have him come in Fayetteville, and he was ecstatic to be a Razorback. Some of the things that he said again before his final day on Sunday night, I remember seeing these. He's like, I love the environment here. I love the people. I love my coaches. I love my teammates. I love love Arkansas. Woo pig suey. 
Gohots. There's several other ones just like that, Tommy. Yeah. So certainly sad to uh, have to be, you know, can, like you said, consistently having this conversation about a Razorback that's uh, that's gone too early. Brought to you by Farm Credit. If you uh, have a, uh, a loan with a variable to balloon rate and it comes to terms soon, could be a problem with a rising cost of interest. What will your, pay- what will your payment be soon? Farm Credit can lock in a long-term fixed rate for the life of your loan. Farm Credit's terms are the longest in the ag industry, ensuring you have peace of mind for years to come. And if rates drop, hey, don't worry. You can readjust with no new appraisal, no new title work. They just make it simple with Farm Credit. Find an office near you at myaglender.com. It's myaglender.com. Farm Credit is an equal housing lender. He uh, he keeps getting texts in here. This one comes from JT in Laurel, Mississippi on the McCarty Daniel Hotline. It says, it's all-time fa- favorite Razorback. Love watching him run. And that fourth and 25 play stood out. I mean, you think about one of the craziest plays in Arkansas history. We've talked about Charles, of course, hitting the game-winning shot against North Carolina. We've talked about Ryan, the insane touchdown pass in War Memorial Stadium to beat LSU, help beat LSU in 2010. In the case of Alex Collins, Hunter Henry chucks that ball 20 yards behind him. Alex picks it up on a hop, runs around, does a little juking, and somehow, some way, gets that first down, saves that win against Ole Miss in Oxford, preventing the Rebels from winning the SEC that year. And going to the championship mm-hmm. game, which, by the way, they've still never done. Nope. So, um, glad, yeah. you had, glad you added yeah. that point. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you got to have full context yeah. on it. But I was just wondering, as kind of going through some timelines here, how many of the current players on this roster grew up watching the Razorbacks? And Alex Collins was one of those players when they were Good point. 10, 12, 13. I'm trying to put the timeline of what, what that'd be, you know, in their ages right now. But it'd be somewhere in that... 10 to 13 range or something, you know, when you kind of start latching onto a team and becoming a fan, how many were fans of the Razorbacks as a kid and now they've become Razorbacks and maybe Alex Collins was one of those guys that uh, perhaps sparked that inspiration to be a Hulk. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even think about that. That's a great they're point. Right, they're, because, they're all kind of in that age group that that would, mm-hmm. that would work. Yeah, because again, he played 2013 through 2015, so it's not like... Eight years ago. You're so. not referencing Darren McFadden, who would, they would have been a lot younger watching D-Mac back in the day. That's a guy that's kind of in that wheelhouse because, I mean, I, you, you brought up Dylan kind of as a good example. He mm-hmm. started getting into football, what, 11, 12? really started latching on to it. Yeah. That's when I think a lot of young men really start to to hone in on it with their dads or their uncles or their grandpas or whatever. So for, and that maybe that's something we ask. I don't, I don't have the, uh, the schedule in front of me. I think at some point there might be um, maybe, no, we had Jimmy Smith on last week. So maybe, I don't know if we'll get a chance to talk with running back. So you do get a chance to talk with KJ Jefferson. I don't know if KJ will have, any thoughts later on this week about Alex Collins or any other player, but those would be good questions to ask of them if they remember watching Alex Collins. And I guarantee you, kind of like you're saying, there's probably one or two guys at least on this roster that vividly remember Alex Collins. Yeah, Cody Kennedy and the offensive line speak today after a morning practice. Practice starts around 9 o'clock and will end around 11.15, so uh, that's today. And then tomorrow's the defensive backs with Coach Woodson, so... uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just wonder because, you know, he finished up eight years ago. So, I mean, you just think about these guys that are, say, 20. They'd have been 12. And 12 so, yeah. I mean, that that kind of works. Yeah, and then we were joking about Alex doing the Lambeau Leap one time. B.E. in Clarksville texted on the McCarty-Daniel hotline, bringing up a good point. A lot of times 
maybe it was after that point, but Alex would just he'd score and then go hand the ball to the ref. And he he did that some in the the National Football League as well. But a guy that again you love watching. He had many many big time runs. We referenced the LSU. I remember a Texas Tech run in Lubbock that he had. Christian, you were brought up the the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. There countless plays he just he had a way it was wild so he'd enter the hole and somehow make a linebacker miss that was right next to him because again Good footwork hey, the best footwork i've ever yeah. seen in a running back yeah he could make his move he had a low center of gravity so he could just make you miss and i think that low center of gravity probably had a lot to do with it michael has texted in on the mcclarty daniel hotline said he remembers meeting alex at a charleston football game great smile and always was so humble was talking with everyone and always had a great smile. So I think it's one of the things people will will remember him for. Yeah, so. his smile. There's no question about it. So again, feel free to to remind us your favorite memory of Alex on and off the field. We're going to be reflecting on that throughout the morning here on the morning rush, Tommy. Yep. Brought to you by APAC Arcola and Standard Materials Group. They have immediate openings right here in Northwest Arkansas for ready mix drivers. So if you have your CDL license. With no automatic restriction, you want to be home at nights, have a chance for overtime, have a chance for great pay, um, never have overnight trips or be gone for days at a time. This is a great job for you. Top pay, sign-on bonus, great benefits, retirement, profit sharing, all with a great company. You can apply online at jobs.crh.com. Again, jobs.crh.com. APAC Arcola. And Standard Materials Group, they are equal opportunity employers. All right, one quick note. Since Charlotte, before we talk football and we hear what uh, Coach Turner, tight ends coach at Arkansas, had to say yesterday and a couple of his guys, he just brought up Charleston. Tommy, I, me- I meant to tell you this yesterday. You know our, our sailing captain was from Harrison, Arkansas in Charleston? Ray Ernest is the guy's name. So for those listening on ESPN 104.3 or in that neck of the woods, if you know a captain, Ray Ernest, that's in Charleston, Arkansas, hmm. of all things. How did he become I mean, a boat captain in, from Harris? We, uh, I, we didn't get into that story, but he just he mentioned, because one of my buddies, his family's from Harrison that was on the trip, and uh, he told he's like, where are y'all from? And a couple of us said Arkansas and said, we're in Arkansas. And Bones goes, Harrison. And he goes, that's where I'm from. And so we hmm. talked about that for a little bit. But I or thought maybe he was, made the whole thing up. I don't think he trying did. Trying to work the tip. Maybe he's just trying to work the tip he, up. He did get a he did get a t- good tip. That was yeah. uh that was a cool experience. All right, let's talk about so you mentioned Coach Kennedy and uh the offensive lineman speaking later on today. We did get a chance to hear from Coach Turner and one of the guys that we have not mentioned to this point, I don't think I've mentioned his name once all offseason is Francis Sherman because I'm gonna be honest forgot about him a little bit. He is the transfer in from Louisville. What is the Louisville connection? Trivia question, Tommy. What is the Louisville connection that's on the coaching staff at this point in time that he shares now, both being at Arkansas? I don't know. Ben Souders. Ben Souders coming over as the strength. I was thinking on the field coaching. So he's coming over as the strength and conditioning coach. That's the the connection that Francis Sherman has. But here here is what... You had Coach Turner say about Francis Sherman and uh, just kind of what he's been so far. He probably played a lot more than people think. Does a nice job in line, in the run game, understanding things. I mean, he's he's a veteran guy going into his fifth year in football, so he's seen a lot and played a lot. And so, you see that paying off. Again, an older guy on the roster now getting used to Dan Enos, getting used to Coach Turner. 
getting used to this offense hasn't been the easiest, and he spoke to that. My adjustment's been a little bit different because I had Coach Souders all last summer, so I kind of knew what to expect there. But other than that, it was a, a little bit frustrating kind of being a fifth-year guy, having known the offense for the last four years and going into summer kind of just focusing on the physical side of it. And this summer has been very mentally challenging trying to learn this offense. But I don't know how, but Coach Turner somehow got me to fall in love with like the X's and the O's side of football. And I'm really, I think, for the first time in my football career, like enjoying that part of it. Nathan Bax was not out there yesterday, Tommy. I don't know how long he's supposed to be out. Now, we know Sam Bakke, unfortunately, out for the season. The U of A confirmed that yesterday. Again, Bax's timeline has not been released so maybe this guy contributes initially more than we thought. I don't know at this point, but that is kind of the, the setup that well, you have for the tight end position. Sounds like they got depth they trust right now at that position. And, you know, I, I'm interested to see as the season unfolds, how much too tight personnel groups does Danny knows call up? How, how many times do we see two of them on the field? Will it be goal line or short yardage situations only? Or, you know, will there be times where they're putting those guys in round. I think some of that might be wide receivers when it's not short yardage, but I'm interested to see how many times two of these tight ends are on the field. I think you'll see a lot of a lot of personnel groups that have at least a tight end in it most of the time. I would think that that's probably correct. We saw, again, we were referencing Dan Enos earlier with the, the passing, unfortunately, of Alex Collins. And by the way, Mark and Hot Springs, for those that are just now tuning in like Mark is this morning on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, Alex passed away on Sunday night in a motorcycle accident near Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I know some of you were just waking up to that news, unfortunately, but that is the the cause of death, according to the Broward County's Sheriff's Office. So um, back to Coach Enos, I would expect, based on what we saw in his initial time at Arkansas, that we're going to see a lot of those guys, especially if you have, as you just said, the depth that you're willing to trust at those positions, because you just want the best players on the field, and if Two of those guys, your tight ends, you you do that as much as you can. Well, and you know, Barkey's uh, Gums is the guy we're looking forward to seeing out there. Um, you, you know, we, like you said, we'd like to like to kind of know a little bit more about Luke Haas and kind of what his status is. Washington backs; those are you know, say, all of those guys. They've had good things to say about as we move through the camp. Yeah, so. and uh, and got a chance again with the the three guys that spoke yesterday. You didn't hear from Luke Haas. I don't think you're going to hear from him. Uh, and I don't, I can't remember if Sam Pittman has the policy or not of true freshmen speaking to the media, but you heard from Ty Washington, Barkey's comes and, um, Francis Sherman yesterday, who again, you can find on hitthatline.com and coach Turner as well. If you want to, to listen to those conversations, Tommy, I was looking when I was, <laughs> when I was pulling up Sam Pittman and saw his tweet, try to pull up Dan Eno's kind of funny thing. Dan Eno's has me blocked. Dan Eno's has you blocked? On Twitter. And I have no idea why. And I typed in what you well, do. Maybe you should ask him that. Uh, uh, and, and he speaks to the media this week. I'm curious to see. Uh, that would be a question that I think would get some pushback on. But I pulled up. Again, I was looking at Coach Pittman just to see, uh, remind what he said about Alex Collins yesterday. And I was pulling up Dan Enos. And it just says, Coach Dan Enos. Go ahead. It's probably someone who runs his account. I don't know that Dan Enos would have anything personal against you but that does i mean obviously someone did block you on his account could be in a vendetta but i i looked what you do in this situation is you put your name and then you type in the said person or the the said like mm -hmm. whoever it is huh. and i haven't i don't think i've said anything publicly about him 
that's demeaning or anything yeah. on Twitter. Maybe he heard a radio segment that he didn't like, but I just thought that was kind of interesting this morning. I, I have no idea. I, I don't. I don't have any idea either. I just thought that was. Uh, I thought that was weird this morning. But back to the uh, back to the tight end side of things. I, I do wonder. One of the questions I have, and Coach Turner, I was I was wondering, hey, what does the starting situation look like for the tight end? He answered that yesterday. Nothing set right now. We're still working. I have another scrimmage to go. So every day, go out, show your best, and we'll figure it out down the road. Again, that's one of the positions I brought up yesterday that I'm really curious to see who starts. If it's, again, two guys like you referenced, or if it's just one, do they go with gums initially? Does backs well, get I mean, healthy and back? We get and too then, caught up in who starts. That, 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 that's, that's way down the list of things that are important. Who's playing, particularly in critical minutes, particularly in critical downs, mm-hmm. in critical field position? How many times do they throw to the tight end? I mean, we can talk about who starts. Let's let's talk about who finishes. Okay, then who? Then I don't know. He, I, I that's mean, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can, that can be a starting question. That can be a finishing question. Yeah. My take on what he said is they don't either. They're not willing to publicly say because they're still trying to get guys to play and be as and and try as hard as possible trying to keep or, the competition open or yeah. he doesn't know because i think each guy contributes varkey's well, come with tight end though you got two different skill sets you got to bring to the table yeah you better be able to block you better be able to catch and you better be able to run too you know to when you get matched up particularly if you get on a linebacker can can you have the edge there um so i mean each guy may bring something different. One guy may be better at blocking, and the other guy's better at catching. Now that makes it an easier scout when you got those guys in what you might be doing. But you know, the great ones have all of those skills. It's rare, particularly with younger players like Oz, that you got everything you need to block, to catch, to run, to to do it all. Um, you know, you develop those skills over time. So. You know, it's a utility knife. It's a Swiss Army knife in your tight end. This is just a guess on my part. I think backs and Sherman are going to be used more in, in running utilization and that you're going to have Gums and Has as more in the passing game situation based on their skill set. Now, that could be interchange. That could be, again, some of the things that they use as decoys or whatever. But that is, that is just my read. Yeah. And Ty Washington as well in, in passing yeah. situations. You may be right on who, who does what. I, I, I think we don't know yet. I, I mean, the coaches obviously have a clue of which direction they're headed. And I think after this particular scrimmage uh, coming up on this Saturday and they evaluate the film, I think they'll be pretty well settled into probably a top two at a lot of spots. Um, doesn't mean in that third scrimmage you couldn't play your way out. I mean, if you just played had a bad week. But mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, I don't know that you can lock in a spot that you don't already have locked up but uh, in one scrimmage. But I think this next one's probably very important. During the summer months, I know many of you are active, go into the lake, go into the beach. And if you want to live a healthier lifestyle and look better on these occasions, then I've got just the meal kit for you. It's Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. And you can get 50% off your order right now using the code HTL50. Just go to factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. You're going to save trips to the grocery store. Your meals are going to be ready in about two minutes. They're fresh, never frozen. Plus, they have over 34 weekly restaurant options like bruschetta shrimp risotto and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. They have keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie options. Don't forget about breakfast and start your day right with Factor. Take 50% off right now. Factormeals.com slash HTL50. 
That's factormeals.com slash HTL50 and get 50% off. Call or text the McClarty Daniel hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. We welcome in Bruce Stanton of Pradco Fishing to the conversation. Bruce, we, I feel like we'd do a disservice if we didn't start with Alex Collins and just kind of your memories of him as a, as a Razorback football player and maybe covering him a little bit. Well, he's a little after me, but obviously being a Tennessee fan, I can remember uh, 2015 uh, over in Knoxville, uh, Tennessee and Arkansas were off to not so great starts that year. Uh, Tennessee actually jumped out 14 to nothing. We had Joshua Dobbs as quarterback, and Collins just put together another one of his uh, great ground games. He had 154 yards, two touchdowns, scored one in the third quarter to give Arkansas uh, a 24-17 lead. And they held on to beat Tennessee. But, you know, growing up in the South and the SEC, just I'm sure you all talked about it already, but there's three people that have rushed three times for 1,000 yards in SEC history. Obviously, Arkansas fans know Darren McFadden. Everybody knows Herschel Walker. And then Alex Collins is the other one. That's very rare error. And just uh, quite amazing the career he had three years. Yeah, and again, that's anytime you're standing next to out or uh, Darren McFadden or Herschel Walker on a list, you've you've done something right. You think about the the play he was a part of. It's been at the top of our open this morning. The Swine intervention play in, in 2015, where Hunter lateraled it back on a fourth and 25. Alex picked it up and ran it for a first down, eliminating Ole Miss's chances to make the SEC championship that year. Still hadn't done it. I mean, that's Bruce. That's still one of the craziest college football plays in, in the history of the sport, at least that I've seen in my lifetime. It, it's up there at the top, and uh, I guess just like we've seen the past few months, just it just shows us all how precious life is. You know, just really need to uh, emphasize that in our relationships, the way we live our life, our faith, our family, and uh, you know, it's it's a tough time right now. Yeah, and again, 28 years old, same age as me. Again, you, you don't think about someone not making it to a certain point in their life, but unfortunately, that's where we have to, to reflect on this morning. Shifting the, the conversation a little bit before, Tommy, we get into our, our Pradco Pyramid of Power Rankings. We're doing wide receivers this week. Do you guys see that Peyton Manning's going to be a professor? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Tennessee. He's going to teach sports reporting, video production, leadership, communication, and public speaking. I thought that was kind of a cool tidbit that came out of yesterday. You saw so that? That's pretty pretty cool. I, I wish God, I, I would I would have a chance to take that class. When, when I was in college, uh, Tommy might remember this. Uh, Alex Haley was actually a professor at UT. He wrote Roots, and uh, that was uh, very difficult uh, class to get in, the one taught by Professor Haley. But I, I, I'm going to say this, this is going to be a very difficult class. Uh, class to get in for professor manning yeah. yeah they probably need to have this in like one of the auditoriums one of, one of the uh one of the bigger lecture halls so yeah, that they can call neyland stadium yeah it's called neyland stadium yeah, maybe yeah, the big uh, <laughs> the big one in fayetteville is kind of down dixon a little bit i'm forgetting what it's called but that was that's a huge auditorium and in, in classes for Fayetteville. a lot of time the the bigger classes that were three four hundred students would be there at that point this is i just think it's cool we brought this up in the lake mike leach was teaching the war stuff in pullman yeah. washington i always think it's cool when a former player a coach in that case is doing something that is seldom seen across college sports yeah. i just didn't think peyton manning had any free time bruce i didn't i didn't know he yeah. had time for something like this it, that's amazing ty you'll appreciate this uh, when i was at tennessee i was a journalism major and worked for the daily beacon the school newspaper and, uh, you know, it, it, as all journalism majors do, you know, we kind of network and try to find out, I don't want to say the easy classes, but the science and math classes we won't struggle in as much. So <laughs> I took one called astronomy, and it was one of the big lecture halls, 2,000 people. And Don Marsh and a lot of the lady balls were in that class with me. And one day Don caught me after class, and she said, uh, hey, can you take notes for us this week? We're not going to be here. I'm like, man, you need to find somebody better than me to take notes. <laughs> for a science class i uh yes what? science was not my expertise we all were not fortunate enough to have rate my professor when you were in school oh, yeah. rate my professor oh, we got to i got to give some uh they were handwritten surveys but yeah we got okay. to we got to give a an evaluation at the end of the year well here for those that don't know for the the dads and the moms and the, the grandparents and grandparents listening that maybe have a, a young son or daughter niece or nephew going to the to a school at some point rate my professor is a website where it has the reviews of the class and the the different things and it was a tool that i utilized very much in college to do what bruce did find the easier classes yeah. to take it the u of a or to take out a pound of flesh if you didn't appreciate your grade. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. All right. It's time to do it. It is wide receivers this week for the Pradco Pyramid of Power. Who are the best wide receivers in the SEC? SEC! SEC! Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Pradco Pyramid of Power. We'll right. see where he's at. But the best name is Brew McCoy. I mean, I mean, if we were doing this based on names, Bruce, your, your guy over there at Tennessee, that, I think that's the best name of them all. But that's not how we'll rank them up today. We'll start at the I top. Mean, I've, I've got the top. I've got the top seven receivers in Tennessee. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you probably have uh, Brew McCoy at the uh, the top of your list. I, I have him up near the top. Yeah, uh, I'm going to start in the Bayou with Malik Neighbors, the only wide receiver in the conference. He's a stud. To come back with a 1,000-yard season a year ago. 72 catches, 1,017 yards, three touchdowns. That, that's the, the, the kind of the outlier in his string of numbers. Averages 14 uh, yards a catch and 72 yards a game, but only found the end zone three times. Jaden Daniels is, I think, going to make this guy, Bruce, a favorite target this year. That's why I've got him 
at the top of the pad the Pradco pyramid of power. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. I got him number one with two stars, just for the reasons uh, you mentioned. He's a physical specimen. He's six feet tall, but the stats I mean seventy two receptions and uh, probably the best quarterback uh, receiver uh, combo coming back, no doubt. All right, on the second level of the Pradco pyramid of power, Antoine Wells, South Carolina. Senior receiver, nearly a thousand yards, had nine twenty-eight on sixty-eight grabs, six touchdowns. He his yards per game is what what kind of elevated him with me. Not you know his, his first line was pretty good, seventy-one yards a game. I think Spencer Rattler's got him a good one here. We'll go with Wells on the second level. Yeah, I, I, we must be reading off the same sheet because <laughs> that's what I got. And the thing about him is he's done it for the long haul. He's got. 2,781 for his career and 27 times he's found the end zone. So right. he's, he's, he's going to get his. All right, this, I don't know if it's a curveball or not. We'll see if we agree. We, we've went two for two so far. Do you have the name Lad McConkey next on your list from Georgia? I do not. He's a touchdown grabber. He's got seven touchdowns. Uh, him and Burton from Alabama. Well, no, Will Shepard from Bandy. We'll get to him a little bit later. Has nine, but one of the touchdown leaders in the conference, 762 yards last year. Um, I, you know, I'm not sure what Carson Beck's going to be as a as a passer. We're going to find out together, I guess. But I, I got to believe Lad McConkey's going to be one of his prime targets. George is going to win a lot of games. I've got him on the second level of the pyramid of power. He's a good player. I mean, Brock Bowers is going to be the number one yeah. target for that team, but McConkey's... I mean, yeah, when you look at receiving stats, you got to make sure you, you you put Bowers out. There are a couple tight ends that are up there in the in the league, and mm-hmm. um, Bowers is going to probably be their leading receiver as far as yards this year. Well, and, and I, I didn't have him third because I, I think Dominic Lovett transferring in from Missouri. He had 846 at Missouri mm-hmm. yep. with 56 catches. I think between him and Bowers, that's that's going to take a lot of receptions away. I actually have McCoy down as my third, just being 6'3", 220, a linebacker playing receiver at Tennessee, number one offense in the country. I just think he's going to have a – he'll probably lead the league in uh, receptions and uh, yards if he doesn't get hurt. All right, here's who I have on my third level, uh, the three across the bottom here. Jermaine Burton from Alabama, uh, 40 catches, averaged about 17 yards of grab, seven touchdowns. Question is, who's going to be throwing it to him? That's still, I guess, at least from the outside world, up in the air, whether it's going to be, uh, what, Tyler, would be Tyler Buckner and then uh, Jalen Milrow, I guess, or the... Ty Simpson's the Ty other one. Simpson be, I mean, so we still don't really know who's going to be throwing him to Burton, but uh, he, he's one of my uh, players on the third level. Will Shepard for Vandy. I found a, a, a way to finally get a Vanderbilt player in here. This guy's a good one uh, for Vandy. Junior wide receiver. 776 yards a year ago, caught 60 balls, nine touchdowns. We'll see if A.J. Swan can find him for uh, double-digit touchdowns this year, Bruce, uh, as he was, uh, would be there. And then Brew McCoy, I've got him uh, on that uh, that third-level Tennessee wide receiver, 667 yards, uh, about 13 yards a grab on 52 catches last year. I think he'll be a favorite target for Joe Milton. I do have, uh, you mentioned Lovett. I've got him on kind of my honorable mentions list along with um, – uh, Persall from from Florida and Evan Stewart from Texas A and M would be my kind of my my next three out. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, we 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 probably disagree more on the third level. I, I mean, I got love it down, but a guy I'm watching is Dakari Franklin. He transferred to Ole Miss from Texas San Antonio. He had 1136 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 94 receptions, uh, the most on this list by anybody. And 
they, they play a wide open offense. Barry Lunny Jr. used to be their OC before he went to Illinois, and I just think he's going to have a big year in that Ole Miss offense. And then kind of a wild card. It's just a guy I've liked since seeing him in high school, uh, Luther Burden at uh, Missouri. He's yeah. one of only three five stars they've had in history. Didn't have a big yardage here. He had 45 receptions, six touchdowns, 375. But he played at East St. Louis with Dominic Lovett. And I just I just think with Brady Cook, 2,700 yards, he, he, he's, he's positioned to be the main man on that team and uh, should have a big year. I had it written down, but but since he was from Missouri, I scratched, scratched him, back him out. off. So <laughs> I would here's the question I would ask for all of our fans listening: If there was a Razorback wide receiver to somehow, some way, explode and make that list, who would you go with? Fatania. Okay, well, Bruce. Who do you think? I would. I agree. I, mean, I saw him in high school. Uh, he lost to Northside. My son kicked game winning kick against him, but oh. no, he's a. <laughs> He's, he's, he's got the speed, talent. He, he can play. I, I'm actually going to go one of the transfers, either Armstrong or Tesla. Maybe, I mean, if I had to pick one, maybe, maybe Andrew Armstrong. Maybe I'm making too much of hearing his name every single time about fall camp. But I just, I mean, you can't teach 6'4", 200-something pounds. And Isaiah, as quick as he is, and I hope he gets in these bubble screen and screen situations where he can just make a man miss. But... Sometimes you need size and stature, and both those guys have it. Just yeah. curious to see how they acclimate as quick as they do to SEC football. It's yeah. probably on the list. I think you had some Alabama players, and I have them written at the bottom, but I just I couldn't in confidence write Alabama players down until, until they figure out what their quarterback deal is going to be. I, I think it's just going to be a struggle yeah. getting the ball out for a while. Yeah, I just had one down in Burton. But, uh, no, I, I mean, that's, that's exactly what the note I had is, Who's going to be throwing them? And, uh, you know, I, I think this will be an Alabama team that throws it less and runs it more because I think that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. And you had Anaya Smith in your honorable mention. Uh, he's a guy that could go off this year if Wegman and Petrino get on the mm-hmm. same page. That's, a, I would say, a duo that has maybe the most, most chance to rise. And I hate saying that, but that would be, again, I, I have a feeling at some point that's not going to work. Maybe it's not this year between Petrino and Fisher, but I think a lot of Razorback fans think that that's going to click. rooting for that. Well, I am rooting for that. Who's not rooting for that? Any Razorback fan listening want that to work? But that doesn't mean it's going to happen. No, I know. Uh, yeah. I, that's what I just said. But there's not a single <laughs> fan listening that wants that to happen. They just think it might. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. It's Christmas in July. Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. 
Remember back in 2014 on a cold night in Fayetteville, Arkansas, one of my favorite memories that I'll take with me for the rest of my life, and that's when Alex Collins and company finally got an SEC win against LSU. They beat the 17th team in the country, 17-0, breaking a 17-game SEC losing streak. Well, Alex, of course, celebrated it with teammates after there's an iconic photo of him and some of the older guys holding up the Golden Boot Trophy. And again, that's one of the many pictures that has been passed around this morning because at the age of 28 years old, if you're just hearing this for the first time, Alex Collins passed away and died on Sunday night in a uh, motorcycle accident near Florida. And I want to take you back. Let's remember that night a little bit. Take you back to Chuck's call back in 2014. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. You think that golden boot doesn't matter? The Razorbacks are going for that boot. The students are coming onto the field. Security's trying to keep them off, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to stop them tonight. They can't stop them. This is huge. Alex had a big game that night. He had a big game in Knoxville, as Bruce Dan brought up earlier. Several giant games as a Razorback here in Fayetteville. Yeah, I mean, I remember watching, as I've said a few times, at first practice, and I thought he just, you know, jumped off the page, if you will, just watching him in that practice the first time. You know, few players can you look at and say, he's going to be a great one. To me, five, six, seven carries in, in warm-ups, he said, that guy's going to be a great player. And it turned out uh, he made my guess right, but boy, he uh, maybe he, he was a physical specimen. Should have been a scout, Tom. Yeah, maybe that was it. Yeah, you were, uh, you're in the wrong line of work. Yeah, wrong line of business. Now, Alex again immediately jumped off the page. Anytime you get a top 15 recruit out of high school, you expect great things. And Alex yeah. delivered time and time again in Donald W. Reynolds yeah. Raceback he, Stadium. He elsewhere. was so he was so good, Ty. He, it didn't take much of a scout to figure out how good he was. Nope. It, uh, it, to the untrained eye that I possess, he, yeah. uh, it was pretty obvious. So that is, the again, the, uh, the, the horrible football news and really just life news that we have to share with you this morning on, again, the death of Alex Collins on Sunday night. On a positive note, um, Francis Sherman, a lot of you probably don't know that name off the top of your head. He came over uh, from Louisville, like Ben Souders did. Sherman is a player. He's a tight end at Arkansas. And when asked about, hey, why'd you choose Fayetteville? Here's what he said. I mean, have you ever interacted with Coach Pittman? Yeah, there you go. Pretty simple, pretty short and sweet. Uh, and Coach Pittman has had that effect on numerous recruits out of the portal, out of high school. I just thought it was cool how Sherman summed it up yesterday. Francis Sherman. Francis Sherman is you think, the guy's uh, name. Just sidebar, you think Francis Sherman's had any problems in the locker room over the years uh, having to defend his honor with that name, Francis Sherman? It's like, oh, Francis Sherman. He, 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 it sounds astute. It sounds probably a good thing he's bigger than most uh, most of his uh, most of his life. Sounds, so. sounds too cordial yeah. to be a. Uh, ain't messing with that guy named Francis. He's trying he's to a pr- big guy. He's trying to again. He's trying to prove something. He, uh, he he's a guy that again a lot of not a, a lot of people don't know necessarily, but but maybe he can have an impact on this upcoming season. Did get the the bad news uh, from the U of A that Sam Bakke is out for the season uh, that's unfortunate Sam was a guy that um, a lot of people were excited about contributing this year maybe as a backup he was the one if you remember the Missouri State game where Bryce Stevens took back that punt return touchdown Sam was the gunner in that situation he actually if I remember correctly Pittman gave him the game ball after the game was like young man you sprung this you got this situation yep. and was very complimentary of 
Sam after the game. Apparently a knee injury from all the reports you, you've read, so I don't know what kind, but obviously it's severe enough it's a season mm-hmm. ender. So you're at a position that fortunately you're deep enough right now that you feel like uh, you're, you're still going to be okay. But certainly a young talent you want to see develop this year. Yep. We had uh, Coach Turner, tight ends coach, and also you had, we were talking about Francis Sherman, also heard from Ty Washington and Barkey Scums yesterday, hear from Coach Kennedy and some of the offensive line. Maybe we'll get some questions answered about the the tackle position that we've been wondering about and maybe when Devin, hopefully Devin Manuel, he'll say he'll come back pretty soon. Last thing here in your hog update, Arkansas soccer ranked number one in the SEC preseason poll. Colby Hale's done a great job. Nine of 11 years he's been there. They made the NCAA tournament. They start their season. They've had a couple preseason bouts. They start their season this Thursday against Arkansas State in Razorback Stadium. Its kickoff is at 6 o'clock and you can buy tickets adults are 10 bucks youth are five bucks and the first 500 fans saw me get a razorback noisemaker which i think is a vuvuzuela if i remember right. i think i'm saying first that right when you just, this thursday at six okay. all right so no pressure being number one in the country no, uh, no pressure at all no well number one in the sec okay. uh, the sec preseason all polls right. there they got ranked that is your hog update brought to you by our friends at mr sparky you don't have to put up with any malarkey call 888-8-SPARKY. We still got a lot of things to get into with Alex Collins, but I also want to react to the, the Jay Billis and Hunter Yurchek interaction that we will get to in the 8 o'clock hour as well. Yeah, because there's uh, we're getting a lot of text on that. You can call or text us on the McClarty Daniel hotline, 877-377-6963, because uh, yesterday we went over Hunter Yurchek's editorial that was in the Democrat Gazette over the weekend. We'll recap that. And then Jay Billis had a response. And uh, Hunter Yurchek had a response to that. So we'll uh, we'll go through all that drama coming up. Friday morning, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be at Hardy's $1.49 Sausage Biscuits. This is the weekend. We give away the football trip of a lifetime. We'll have the high school kids competing, as we've always done. That's going to occur on uh, Saturday. So we'll take care of that. And then uh, that'll start around 2 o'clock. Then we'll have the final giveaway for a trip to Kansas City to see the uh, Chiefs and the Eagles later on this year, Super Bowl rematch. You can still qualify today, Ty, beginning at 11 at the Hardee's on Phoenix, where we'll be Friday. Yeah, come by and see us. See if you can eat a Monster Burger in now 150 seconds or less. You do that again, you're in for the qualifier on Saturday. Well, I believe that's two and a half minutes. Yeah, that <laughs> is uh, it's a good good chunk of time. And again, you're get doing it and the chance to see the Super Bowl rematch between the Philadelphia Eagles and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, which was an incredible football game. Then the sausage biscuits. You can be the office hero on Friday. Uh, you can just bring a big bag of those if you're in the River Valley area down in Fort Smith. Get a whole bag full. No limit on those. You can get five or you can get 55 if that's what you We've do. We'll, we always have somebody come in and get like 100. For the hospital yeah, or, something or something like that. Like that just to be a, a good compadre, a good companion yep. for your office, which will be beloved. There's not a lot of better things you could bring into the office than sausage biscuits. And Hardy's breakfast is, uh, it is hard to beat. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You 
can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Let me read one last thing from Alex before we go to the phone lines. He said, I'm going to call the hogs. I've only got red clothes in my closet. I'm yelling, you whoop pig suey. Arkansas is awesome. Again, this is a guy that played high school ball in Florida, flew 1,300 plus miles to get to Fayetteville and was in Arkansas and is a Razorback as much as anyone that grew up here. So again, happy that he of course came to Fayetteville. Unfortunately, not happy that his life ended way too soon. Jamel has phoned in this morning on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Jamel, your thoughts and just reflecting on Alex Collins dead at the age of 28. Uh, uh, I am still in disbelief and everything what I saw that, you know, like the, the news on my notification yesterday. I mean, last night when I was at work and everything and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm staying in disbelief. <laughs> I, I think a lot of fans feel that same way, Jamel. So you called this morning to, to share a thought or a memory. What, what What's one of those memories that came to mind? What what made you call this morning? Uh, just to uh, talk about the uh, memory of the 4th uh, the and 25 play. Yeah. And I think when we played Ole Miss, I believe it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, that that was my favorite moment to just to just share that. Yeah. Well, Jamel, we, we appreciate you. you appreciate coming the on call. This I think you're you're right there in line with with a lot of us. That uh, I mean, I don't know if it's quite be- the band is on the field, but but it's pretty close as far as craziness that uh, ensued in college mm-hmm. football. I'm still amazed how Chuck came uh, kept up with all of that going on and described it so well. But it was. It was one of the craziest things you'll ever see mm-hmm. on a football field. Were you in Oxford for that? No, I, okay. I, I remember watching it. I had to back it up and watch it about three times to figure out what, what just happened here. Yeah, you know? I had just walked down from the uh, Vaught-Hemingway press box and made my way towards that end zone where they were on their way to score. It's, again, fourth and 25. Hunter catches it 10, 15 yards short, throws back, and Alex had to make a couple guys miss to get the first down and ended up actually tossing it by. I think Dominic Reed recovered it. But uh, just, to, again, one of the more miraculous plays you'll ever see, not just as an Arkansas fan, but Tommy, college football in general. How many fourth and 25 conversions oh. can you think about? I mean, you referenced the Cal-Stanford game, which was nothing. I mean, I'm mean, just talking about just crazy plays. and just. I mean, it's one thing to convert a fourth and 25, you know, on a pass or, or something. But, I mean, the way this un- unfolded, and it was so impromptu because this wasn't a, obviously wasn't a design play in the way Hunter just I, heaved it as we describe it now, and the way Alex kept that play alive. I mean, he willed his way to the first down. Yeah, and just uh, again an incredible moment that we are cherishing this morning. Just wish it was for other reasons rather than the the death of Alex Collins. 
Let's welcome in Tom Murphy here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Hall Hawk Sports. Tom, let's start there, man. I mean, you were there. You were you were getting a chance to to cover, and like Tommy said, you were in attendance. What do you remember about that game? Uh, good morning, guys. Always a pleasure to be with you. Um, I welled up in tears a couple of times last night. I, I was Alex Collins was that um, engaging and and you know love inducing as as a person that I felt close to him. Um, yeah, I was standing on the sideline and I saw Brandon Allen throw that pass over there to the right, and I was thinking, oh well, that's way short. And I didn't see there was people between me and the ball, and it was just utter chaos. I was standing on the 13-yard line out of bounds, and if you look at the replay, when he's tackled on that sideline, I was, I don't know, like six or seven feet away from uh, Collins. And, of course, he thought he had to score a touchdown, so he laddled it back. I mean, there were so many bizarre things about that play. You know, Dominic Green fell on the ball, but, you know, Dan Skipper tipped it. And um, Mm -hmm. without that, I mean, who knows where the ball goes. Um, But he scooped it up, you know, Drew Morgan and Jeremy Sprinkle have just utterly, you know, critical blocks over there on the edge for him. And he, and he also jukes a guy to get the first down distance. Um, I have so many memories of Alex Collins, his 212-yard game at Texas Tech, which was basically the arrival of the, the Brett Bielema regime at, at Arkansas uh, in tandem with uh, Jonathan Williams when they ran for seven rushing touchdowns that day. And I think he had like an 84-yarder to just really seal it in the fourth quarter. But the fifth, the, the 2015 season when Jonathan Williams was injured, when he rushed for um, the here's – a, here's a weird thing. In, in my day-to-day life as a reporter, and when you're in camp, you're doing all these historic notes and things like that. And so I've been writing for weeks about Rocket Sanders' 1,443 yards last year, and it was fourth all-time right behind Alex Collins. Um, I'm an avid crossword puzzle solver, and in Sunday's crossword, there was a clue that had the, the term Buddha in it, huh. oh, which that? was his nickname. And um, and I'm, I'm writing another note about all these guys with nicknames on the current team, you know, between uh, Pooh Paul and Rocket Sanders and Nudie McLaughlin, and he went by Buddha. Not, not as commonly, commonly as these guys, but so Alex Collins' name pops up in my day-to-day Often and every time I think of him, I think of his smile and his energy and just the togetherness he fostered. Tommy, you, you initially mentioned the, the personality. That was really where you started with. What made him unique in the conversations that you guys shared on reporting on him? Um, just, his, just his open smile. I mean, he loved football, but it, you could just tell his passion for life was an even greater component to, to what he did than football. So many football guys you see, they're really devoted to football. And you can, you can tell. And Alex Collins loved football, but he loved life more. And that's, that's kind of my biggest takeaway. And everyone around him since that. When you saw all the tributes last night, I just read Robert Griffin III's a minute ago about an evening in Baltimore where everyone that was around them at this club loved Alex. And that's just... I did a story on him for our Hog Future series in 2013, and I feel so blessed and fortunate to have written that one. But I described him of like the Pied Piper of people. People just, they, they heard Alex Collins' music, and they wanted to follow him. And um, 
you know, I, I would come home and tell my sister, my daughters, Alex Collins is taking these Irish dancing lessons, and we'd watch the videos of this, and just just a pleasure. I mean, just an open-hearted kid who made everyone around him feel better. Yeah, infectious personality. I think would be the way to sum it up. Yes, I mean, I mean no doubt. That's and you look at Jonathan Williams. You look at all the people who tweeted last night, and no, it's, it's the same storyline: infectious personality. Yeah. You know, one of the uh, one of the coincidences, I guess it is, is Dan Enos and Sam Pittman were on those staffs um, when Alex played. Now they're they're back here again. It'll be Thursday before we talk to Dan Enos. Sam Pittman put out a statement. I don't know if he'll impromptu speak to you guys a little bit later on this morning, but uh, uh, these were you know you got two guys on staff now, a head coach and a coordinator that you know that coached uh, teams with Alex Collins on them. Exactly right, and you know that when you know those guys are studying film and doing what they do, and when you're in the camp grind, man, it's uh, you can't lose your focus. But I guarantee you, last night they spent a moment to reflect on Alex Collins and what he meant to them, and uh, um, I'm sure we're going to ask Daninos about Alex um, on his day. But uh, you know, if if it wasn't for a guy named Darren McFadden, I people I think would say Alex Collins might have been, you know, the greatest running back in Arkansas history. And and he did it, you know, kind of in tandem with Williams or or you know, or he could have had uh, a lot more rushing yards. Yeah. I was just we were commenting earlier, maybe this is something that's as as you write more about Alex, I'm sure, in the coming days and talk to the current players, you know, these guys are of the age that are on this year's team that would have been watching it ten, eleven 12, 13 years old, depending on where they're at in their career. I mean, Alex was would have been right in that, that place and time at Arkansas that he would have inspired some of these guys that are there now to be Razorbacks or maybe made them watch football a, a bit more. You know, that's how recent his career was, but also how connected he possibly is to some guys on this team. Absolutely, Tommy. And I, I read so much last night. That I know that I did see one tweet saying, hey, I, I, watching this guy was one of the reasons why, you know, I wanted to come to Arkansas. I, and I can't remember who wrote it, but um, that's that that's true. And, and, and I don't know. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to miss him. Uh, and to be honest, you know, with, with Ryan Mallett, with Chris Smith, uh, you know, uh, Brian Wallace, um, and Alex Collins, I mean, it's it's just been a series of blows for Arkansas football in terms of, of cherished players who, who pass well before their time. Well, and, and two very close misses with Quincy McAdoo and Peyton Hillis. I mean, that could have, that story could have easily went the wrong direction, both in both of those occasions. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I, I hope Arkansas does some kind of, um, you know, tribute or whatever. Um, I can't remember what game it was, but Alex Collins has been back. And called the hogs, you know, when they honor mm-hmm. these, these guys at midfield. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I don't know. He, he, I've done this for 15 years now, and Alex would have to be just in my top five, and maybe maybe my favorite Razorback that I've covered. That was in November of 2021. I remember. I can't remember the game, but I do remember kind of the point that was around. Well, that you mentioned the tribute aspect. What should the U of A do? Should they do something first game with some of the guys that you've mentioned that? We've unfortunately lost the last few months. You know, I, I really don't know. I haven't given much thought to what they should do other than the fact that you know that they're talking about it. And, I mean, you've got pictures of Ryan Mallett. I think 
Julian Horton, the former Razorback receiver, last night posted a picture of Mallet and Alex Collins on the yeah. sideline in in Ravens uniforms. I mean, that, these are, we're, we're talking about you know premier Razorbacks here, drafted Razorbacks, and it's just really really sad. Yeah, Tom, let's shift gears and talk about camp. Uh, you know, the, these subjects are never fun. Unfortunately, we've had them too often recently, but camp is still ongoing, as you said. The coaches have to maintain their focus and watching all the film. That's one thing we heard from Sam Pittman when he addressed the media Saturday. I guess let's start there with Saturday in the scrimmage. What were some of your takeaways? We've read them in the in the, uh, in the the Democrat Gazette and on Whole Hog Sports as you've written, but uh, as you've had more time to reflect on what unfolded Saturday in the scrimmage, uh, what are your thoughts? Well, obviously we're just taking what um, we, we hear from Sam Pittman and the statistics we were given. Right. Uh, but, but feeling it felt like in the move the ball sequences, the defense really dominated. Um, and uh, then when they got into some of the uh, situational in the red zone, then, then they did get some touchdowns. Uh, you know, we saw the clip of Dominic Johnson's 50-yarder, broke up the middle, you know, broke a kind of an ankle tackle and scored. Good job by Dominic. Great to see him back in action uh, and feeling good. But um, I think Travis Williams and the energy the new defensive staff has brought they're building confidence that, yeah, we can put pressure on passers. We can make them hurry their throws and all that. And so, in response, this team that's got to replace both tackles and has one of them, Devin Manuel, out for a while, these offensive linemen are saying, man, we're, we are just going to have to, you know, improve. I mean, we've got to respond and, and be better. Uh, and and I, I think we've seen this basically pattern in some other camps where the defense starts out really strong, and then the offense, you know, comes along. Um, and one thing we can never, you know, calculate into the equation is that on game day, K.J. Jefferson can get out of a rush, uh, can make guys miss as he did at BYU and Kansas and other games, and make things out of nothing. So that's always a component you're not aware of in these scrimmages when they can't be tackled. Tom, we were giving our hot takes yesterday about Arkansas football on Hot Take Monday. I think that this Arkansas pass rush is going to even get more sacks than they did last year when they were tied for sixth in the country. What would you say is your hot take that you actually believe about this team in 2023? Uh, how about that they are going to be um, in position to challenge to win every game against every SEC West team? I, you know, so that means on the road at Alabama, that would be a super hot take. Mm. I mean, I don't know. I just think that they have a chance to be really good. And um, I don't know if I would say they'd get more sacks because Drew Sanders was just a, um, a, you know, a freakish pass rush specialist. And they, they also lost Jordan Dominic. Mm -hmm. So to say they could get close to 42, that is a hot take. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> I'm going to have to take smoldering. It's like 17 right yeah. there. I think Jordan had seven and a half and Drew had nine and a half. Well, yeah. Well, so I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take yep. the under on that 42 side. Yep. Fair enough. Tom, 18 days away. Western Carolina comes into Little Rock, according to the Bet Saracen app. Arkansas is still a 34 and a half point favorite. We'll uh, we'll pick up the conversation, and I don't guess we'll we won't have talked to Dan Enos, but we'll be on the doorstep of that when we visit next on Thursday morning. Sounds good, guys. And you know what? I do appreciate the time to relate some Alex Collins stuff because I this, that that hit me last night, and it. You know, to talk about it, you know, it's. I think you honor him when you when you talk about his legacy that way. So, thank. You.
And we could hear the connection, Tom, that uh, that you had with him uh, in your emotions this morning. We appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll chat in a couple of days, buddy. Sounds good. Join us here on the McClarty Daniel Hotline, Tom uh, Tom Murphy with the Arkansas Democrat. Gazette. you could just you could hear the oh yeah the authenticity there with with Tom. He was cut up, and we were Joe Klein was fortunate enough to join us the other morning after the passing of Charles Ballantyne, and I mean he was broken up. You heard Tom there. I I kind of started a little uh, this morning just because thinking about. I mean, listen, I'm a, a fan of all those guys, but this is a guy that I had more interactions with than than Charles and Ryan. So when you again see someone more frequently, that's something that you you just have that with. All right, still again reflecting on Alex Collins, Nelson and Harrison's up on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Nelson, share your thoughts this morning on the. Hey guys, I just want to say this is the weirdest thing because I was sitting around a, a shop with some people and I was talking and I said, man, you've been watching any preseason football. And he's like, yeah. Uh, he said, no, I don't watch preseason football that much. It don't really excite me. Well, I was like, well, I was watching a few of the hogs, you know, the former hogs. And I said, the Washington commanders have a lot of, uh, hogs on their team, you know? And he's like, yeah, who else on there? And I went to looking through it and Jonathan Williams is on their team. And he goes, oh, yeah, Jonathan Williams, he played with Alex Collins. He said, man, he said, I, I can't, is, is Alex still in the league? I said, I, I don't know if he is or not, but Jonathan Williams plays for the commanders. Well, we got to talking about it. And, man, you don't think about how good that Alex Collins really was. I mean, the things that he did with Jonathan Williams, they both had great seasons. Yeah. I mean, and, and Nelson, I apologize for cutting you off. We're going against it. At one point, they both had 1,000 yards. Jonathan actually got injured before the 2015 season, but that was quite a duo that he had in the backfield here at Arkansas. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.